Hi and welcome to the second episode of Anansaib. Anansaib is all about how we can feel joy and bliss in our life by having the true Guru. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at how we can remember the universal life force. So I really look forward to you joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode. The first verse talked about singing and embedding the word within your mind. In the second verse of Anansaib, we hear, O mind of mine, always remain with Hari. You should always remain with Hari, O mind, who destroys all sorrows, who brings you close and solves all your deeds. The all-powerful master of all things, why do you forget that from your mind? Says Nanak, my mind always remain with Hari. The one who's found the Guru, that awakening principle in life, they realize that their minds have been asleep for a really long time. They realize that they have spent so much time being lost in their concerns, lost in their worries, that that has caused them so much pain and suffering. The worry and the association with things that are temporary, our temporary bodies, our temporary relationships, our temporary circumstances. We've been lost in this for such a long time. And what the Guru does is the Guru reminds you of the totality, the oneness of it all. It reminds you about the bigger picture of life itself. And we use that mentality to not worry about our daily struggles so much. And the word duk or duk is the most important thing that we need to understand is that when we change our perspective, we change how we feel about life. And so here the Guru recommends, E man meria tu sada harnale. Oh my mind, always stay with this thing called Hari. And we'll talk about it a little bit more because even in the, the first verse we heard Shabdota gavo Hari kera. Sing the word of Hari. So let's understand this a little bit more. This word that's been used is a really ancient word called Hari. And Hari is a really beautiful way of describing this oneness. It's a really devotional, loving way of talking about this God or oneness or totality of the universe, this universal life force. Hari actually means something that is flowering, something that is blossoming or flourishing. And it says, oh mind, look at how blossoming and flowering your life is. Look how much is happening in life. Keep your mind with that force of life. Think about that. Always look at life as this cycle of unfolding and ever-changing events. This flow of life itself. Keep your mind with the flow of life. And he's called that Hari. You should always do that because that removes all of your sorrows. Duke, it gets rid of that. Now, how does it solve all your problems? How does changing what you think about change how you feel about life? And what this starts to do is when you start to realize that the whole of the universe is part of this bigger flow of life, what it does is it changes your 
perception of control. It changes the idea that you start becoming more comfortable with the unexpected things in life. You start to become more attuned to the idea that life is constantly evolving and changing and no day is similar to the next day. Everything is going to be different today. You take the attitude that life is always going to throw something new at me and I need to not fight to always keep life the same. And that's what control really means, is that we have a particular idea about how life needs to be and I think that I've got the whole power to make life go my way. And anyone with any life experience will tell you that life just has a way of doing what it needs to do. Of course there are things that you can change, but what do you do when every day change is the only thing that you can guarantee? Change is the most inevitable thing that's going to happen in your life. How do you retain control? Well, you don't. You don't think about how you control all these changes. It's like the example of the fish that is swimming and in the opposite direction to the flow of the river. Now, when the swimming is happening in the opposite direction, that's what our life is like. We're constantly fighting with life. We're always trying to do, we're trying to make life go in the direction that we want it to go. It's like the fish trying to change the flow of the river and saying, I need you to go in my direction. And anytime the river doesn't listen, then you blame the river. The fish blames the river and says the river never listens or, or the river is so unkind to me or so unfair to me. And that's kind of what we do with our life. Life is so unfair, like nothing ever happens my way. Now, how unreasonable is it for a fish to blame the river? The river has no other way and no other place that it can go, no other way that it can flow. It can only go in that normal direction that it has to always flow in. Now the fish now has a choice. It can either keep resisting and flowing in the opposite direction or it can let go. Let go of control and just flow with the direction of the river itself. And when you do that, the struggle reduces, the suffering reduces. And when we reduce how much resistance we are having over life, how much we are trying to control life, we start to realize that life has a way of working things out. So you start becoming more comfortable with all the changes that are going on in life. And this really is something that you need to understand. How do sorrows and problems seem to occur in our life? And all disappointments happen when life is going a particular way, where reality is happening one way, but your expectations are completely different. You are trying to make life according to this fantasy that you have in your mind. And the closer that life is to reality, the closer your mind is to what is actually happening, the more happy you'll be. And the further away your mind is, the, the, the more your expectation deviates from what is actually happening in life, the more sorrow or suffering you're going to feel. And all that has to change is your expectation of life has to move with what 
life is going to do anyway. And when we talk about life itself, it's easy to think that life is this one thing, but no, life is everything from the simplest things to what the weather is going to be like today. How many times have you noticed that you open the curtains or you check the weather on your app, on your phone, and you realize, oh, it's not going to be the weather that I expected. And then it changes your emotions and you feel different. Why do you feel different? Because you had an expectation that life should be like this. The weather needs to be how I need it to be. How many times do you commute to work and there's so much more traffic than you expected. How do you feel? You start feeling disappointed, you start feeling frustrated, you're worried about getting late. Why? Because you create an unrealistic expectation in your mind that there's never supposed to be any traffic. What are all these other people doing? Why They're all to blame. They're all the people that are making me late. Or look at all these cars, look at that bad driver, or look how many people are, are on that train. And so what we do is we create unrealistic expectations of life and then we fight it, we resist it when life doesn't go the way our minds think it should go. So understanding this relationship between expectations and reality is so important in understanding where our suffering comes from. And we carry around this delusion in life all the time that life is about achieving what we think it's supposed to do. And really, life really isn't about what you achieve. It's really about how you live from each moment. What do you experience from every single moment? How, it's, it, isn't, it isn't about gaining something. It's about participating in the song of life itself. So the recommendation here from the Guru is, Oh my mind, always stay with Hari. Always stay with this flourishing, flowing, ever-flowing, ever-moving, blossoming, flowering way of the universe. How do we do that? Well, we see that in this line, the all-powerful master of all things. Why do you not just let go and surrender to that? Sabnagala Samrat Swami, the master of all things. Why don't you think about that? Why don't you realize that there is something that is happening here. There is a flow. The river is already flowing. You are not responsible for creating the flow of the river. You are not responsible for the entire universe happening in a particular way. The universe is just a series of events that is happening and you're part of it. So you need to see either I flow with it or I resist it. Either I let go of my sense of control, my delusion that I can change absolutely everything and start to embrace change. Start relinquishing control and start to expect the unexpected. And this is something that you begin to practice. You have to practice moment by moment surrender. You have to let go of control and give it to the universe because the universe is already in the driver's seat. The universe is already driving. It's like we're the backseat driver of a car getting really agitated when we're not the one controlling. And we think that the more we scream and shout, we're going to be able to control the car, and you're not. There is already someone driving. The universe is already doing what it needs to do. You need to practice what I like to call the trust response. Total and radical non-resistance. Completely letting go and this is really easy to say, but the obvious question that comes into the mind is, 
Well, what about when life is not going our way? What about when there are really difficult choices that need to be made and we're going through very challenging situations in life? What do we do? Do we do nothing? Of course, no one is telling you that when you have difficult decisions to make or when there are difficulties going on, no one is saying that don't do anything. But the more that you've been practicing letting go, the more day by day, moment by moment surrender that you've got used to doing, even in these challenging times, the less suffering you're going to feel, the less sorrow you're going to feel because the, the resistance is slightly less. You've learned the trust response to trust that the universe is okay. That has become a strong ability in your mind to remain resilient and to reduce your suffering. A phrase that I like to think about is all is good because all is God. Everything that I'm looking at is part of this oneness, this story of life, and this story of life is good. It's been going on for billions and trillions of years before me, and it'll carry on for billions and trillions of years after me. It's all happening anyway. I don't need to completely control this story. This story is happening. I simply need to be a part of it, and I need to just enjoy it. So with this way of thinking, you start to realize that nothing is ultimately yours. Nothing that you're attached to from your relationships, your families, your circumstances, your possessions. None of these things are actually yours. And all this idea of controlling them is ultimately just causing you pain. So it doesn't mean that you don't change things that need to be changed. That's not what we're saying. Absolutely try and change things that absolutely must be changed, but don't put your joy on that change. Don't put your joy on life staying the way you want it to, or you being able to control life and changing it to something else and saying, as long as that happens, I'll be happy. Don't place your joy on something that hasn't happened. Place your joy here. Now, in this moment, no matter what is happening. So, the Guru is saying, why do you forget that this universal life force is there? Why do you forget that life is happening and it's doing it without you? It's whether you like it or not, the river is flowing in this direction. The river doesn't need to ask the fish's permission, which way do I flow? And in the same way, the universe doesn't need to ask your permission. Life doesn't have to happen the way you want it to do. And the more you're able to let go and let life do what it wants to do, the greater bliss you're going to feel. The more you're going to challenge and resist life, the greater suffering you're going to feel. So the Guru is giving you this wake-up call that says, hey, why do you forget the universal life force? Sokyo Mano Visare, why have you forgotten it? It's there. Why do you forget that life isn't yours? Why do you forget that your body isn't yours, your family isn't yours, nothing that you own, none of these circumstances? How many of these things have you made? Did you make your body? Did you make your family members? Did you create all the things that are in your life? You might have had some ability to move things here or there or to, to bring certain things into your life or to remove certain things. But overall, You've not been in control of this whole thing. Life has a way of just doing things. And it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to slip back into the delusion that you are the most important thing in the universe 
and you have absolute abundant control on, on everything that happens. And this delusional way of thinking is what causes our suffering. By changing your perception that everything isn't about you. Life isn't about us. Life is about life. You start to understand that everything is part of this oneness, this life force itself, and you are just a participant of that life force. That life force created you. And it created you to do what it wanted with you. And eventually your body is going to disappear and your family are going to disappear and your house and your car and your money. Nothing is going to go with you. So why do you spend so much time holding on to something that ultimately you have to give back? So take an opportunity wherever you are in autopilot mode of getting ready in the morning, of making your breakfast or getting your kids ready for school or commuting to work. Use those times to practice acceptance, practice letting go, practice the trust response where you are trusting that the universe has a way of working itself out. And when you do that, when you become close to that, angikar o karetera, when you and the flow of life become close, become part of the same thing, when you become together, then karaj sab savarana, then all your problems are solved, all your deeds are resolved. Now, does that mean that you're going to get everything that you want? No, I don't think it does. But I think it gives you the root of everything that you want. And what I mean by that is ultimately remember what you're trying to do in life. Every human being is chasing bliss. Every human being is doing so much activity so that they can feel tranquil. And the Guru is saying the solution isn't in doing more or controlling more or changing more of your life, which is the way we think. If only life did this, this and this, that's when all my problems are going to be solved. That's when I'll feel the happiness. And the Guru is saying that's the wrong way of thinking. That isn't the way that you're going to find happiness by controlling more. The Guru is saying by letting go of control, by surrendering to the power of life, by surrendering and relinquishing your control, that's when you will find the root of what you're looking for. And this is why all your problems will get resolved. Because the, th the thing that was a problem is no longer a problem. The situation may be the same. The circumstance and the outcome is not in our control. And even when we do make a change, sometimes life has a way of doing things even if we don't want them to happen. You are free and detached from all of those things. When you detach the joy from the event, when you separate your peace from the things that are happening in the world, that's where all your problems get resolved because things will happen, but they're no longer a problem. You will be free from suffering, which is the title of this whole uh, composition, which is bliss, which is anand. So the instruction here is always stay with this flowering universal force of life, this hurry, always stay with it. So how do we always remember it? Well, the technique that the Guru gives is that you need to have a way of reminding yourself throughout the day. And I like to use the analogy that mantra is like a trigger word. Using a word that you repeat to yourself, that's a trigger that reminds you constantly to go back into this way of thinking. 
Every time you get lost, you use the mantra to bring yourself back. You realize, oh, my mind is gone again. I've thought about controlling life again. I think that I'm, my joy is going to happen when, when these things happen again. And as soon as you do that, you take any word, any word that allows you to remember, this is not the right way of thinking. Letting go is the right way of thinking. You need to see life as the master and controller, not you. Life is the controller. So what is the word that you're going to use, the wisdom phrase, the mantra, the nam that you're going to use? And remember, these don't have to be fancy sounding ancient words. This can be any word that is a trigger for your mind to go back into this way of thinking. A word or a phrase that I like to use that has been really powerful in my life is the mantra, this is you. And I'm reminding myself all the time throughout the day, as much as I can remember to do that, is this is you, this is you, this is you. The people that I'm looking at, that's you, O oneness, O universe, O totality, O Hari. This is you, my body is you, my problems are you. The one perceiving the problem is you, the one solving the problem is you, my children are you, my, my family are you. Everything around you, this is you, this is you, this is you. This is a mantra that I've been using for many years and it's made such a huge difference in my life to have a simple mantra. And remember I said it doesn't have to be a word that's in a language that you don't understand. It can be a word in the language that you speak because it, the most important thing is that you bring yourself back. And this is what the Guru is trying to teach us. Remember always, don't forget try and use every opportunity and this is where I said you have to practice this moment by moment surrender moment by moment letting go enjoying life celebrating life for what it is so this is how the guru as we go on we will start to see that the guru can give us tools and and tips to guide us to be in this way now I've written some questions for you to think about today's episode and you can either discuss them in a group, discuss them with a meetup group, with any spiritual friends of yours, or you can just write down the answers to these. So have a go at these and I look forward to seeing you next time. Is there anything that we really control in life? Can an attitude of surrender and accepting uncertainty lead to contentment? Think of an example in your life when greater acceptance was needed or helpful. When might this way of thinking be difficult? What mantras or phrases would you use to remember the universal life force? Hi, this is Sapal Singh. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. If you'd like to help us create more spiritual content, then head over to our website nanaknam.org forward slash donate and think about setting up a regular monthly donation. We're a 100% non-profit organization, so all your donations go directly into the charity and help us to create and share Gurmat spiritual wisdom. With your support, we're taking Gurmat global.